Welcome to the platform. The Platform is Platform Magazine's podcast based out of NC State University. We want to introduce a platform for students and artists to voice their opinions on current issues related to fashion, beauty, culture, lifestyle, and much more. We are a platform for creatives by creatives. All right. Hello, Delaney. Thank you so much for joining us today on the platform. My name is Mary Louise, and I'll be hosting today. Essentially, I'm just super excited to be talking with you, and hopefully we can just have a nice conversation. But before we begin, would you mind doing just a quick introduction of yourself, maybe like name, major, and what team you're on? Yeah, um, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm Delaney Galvin. I am a junior, and I'm majoring in English, and I am a dancer and a former gymnast. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, and you're on the writing team, correct? Yes, I am on the writing team. Perfect. Would you mind just going into a little bit more about like what you do as a member on the writing team for Platform? Yeah, so I write blog posts and I also write articles for the magazine. It doesn't entail that much, just coming up with ideas and then pitching them, getting them approved, and then going for it. Yeah. Is there a favorite part of, I guess you've talked a little about the process. So you come up with an idea and then you ask Isabel, right? Mm -hmm. Isabel. Okay. I feel like the idea kind of fits with everything. Yeah. And then do you just like go forth or is it more of like a lot after just pitching the idea? Um, There honestly isn't that much after pitching the idea and getting it approved. I kind of just start writing. And then once I feel like I've gotten to a place where I'm happy with the article, um, I send it in for editing and Isabel gives me a few notes and then I fix some stuff. And we talk a little bit about like, maybe if she uh, suggests a change, but I say like, oh, the reason that I had this here was blah, blah, blah. Then we can like work something out and Um, it's really helpful because then I can get feedback on my writing and improve and whatnot, which is good because I'm an English major, (laughs) so it's helpful all around. No, I think I would really appreciate that because I think a lot of times if you're taking a class or you have to write a paper or something, it's like you write it, maybe you go to the writing, what is it? The the writing center. Yes, the writing center, yeah, and then it's like you get your grade and that's pretty much all like the feedback, but having that level of like dialogue like why you wrote something or why you didn't is pretty pretty cool is it hard to come up with like the topics that you write about or are you normally writing about something that you're passionate about yeah um it it is kind of hard for me to come up with ideas and that's probably the hardest part of the whole process for me Mm -hmm. um and I think it's because I don't really realize how many ideas I have or like what would make a good article because once I like kind of get going I'm like oh I can write about this and I can write about (laughs) this and I can write about this and then I have like 10 ideas but getting into that like mindset of like what I can write about is difficult for me sometimes but yeah I like to stick to writing the things that I'm passionate about because I feel like I'm best at that because like it's going to be boring if I'm writing about something that yeah. I don't care about at all. <laughs> You're like, why am I even writing this yeah. if I don't care about it? <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense for sure. Yeah, but I heard from somebody that you are interested in, in like body image and kind of how that intersects with sports. Have you ever written about that yet? Or is it more of something that you like kind of hope to do in the future maybe? Yeah, I haven't written about it yet, but I think that that would make a really good and interesting article. And I'm really glad that we're talking about that today. Um, Because 
it's a very large issue that I think needs a bit more awareness. Yeah, so you said that you did gymnastics, and then what was the other sport you did? I do dance now. Dance now. Okay, do you do gymnastics anymore or no? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, <laughs> is that kind of like what is maybe like the root of your interest and in kind of like body image and sports because you've experienced it some? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, body image and issues with that are a huge like thing in the dance world and um, I've had a lot of experience with that and pretty much everybody else that I know who does dance has experience with that and same with gymnastics and I can't speak for any other sports because I haven't participated in those but I don't Um, know you have experience in other things that you could talk about too yeah well it's kind of interesting that you mentioned that like you're interested in this because as part of my freshman English class we had to do a um I'm trying to remember what the topic was but it was basically like comparison gosh this is bad that I can't remember (laughs) but essentially I wrote about eating disorders and athletes Mm -hmm. so it's kind of funny that this is like very common And dancing and gymnastics was one of the two sports that was, like, most common to have eating disorders. And then I think wrestling and I think maybe track or cross-country, one of those two. It was, like, one of the top, like, four or five sports that they're most common in. But I played soccer, so it was kind of a different mentality, which is kind of something interesting to think about, how it varies between sports. Yeah, definitely. Because even just between dance and gymnastics, the, like, ideal body is so different. Um, Because I remember when I used to do gymnastics, I wished that I was shorter Mm -hmm. because it's better for, like, to have your center of gravity lower to the ground. Um, It helps you, like, balance on the beam easier. And you can do, like, more flips in the air if you're Mm -hmm. shorter. And then when I transitioned to dance I always wish that I was taller yeah (laughs) like longer legs like nicer lines stuff like that um so it's so weird how like the way that you view yourself changes depending on like what sport you're doing or what activities you're doing yeah I for sure saw that with soccer because a lot of people who played soccer at kind of like a higher level we all did weightlifting together Which I think is kind of funny because we would always like stand in the mirror and some people might be like, oh, I wish I was like thinner or slimmer or something like that. And we were like, oh, look at my new like thigh muscles or something. Or like, look at like, I like lifted this much today. And it was just a different mentality, which I think is kind of why, as you were saying, it makes it hard to address sometimes because there's such a disparity between sports. How did you um, become passionate about this besides like within like outside of just your experience of playing sports well I think it came mostly from my experience but also seeing my friends uh, go through the same things as me Mm -hmm. and it just it really is so sad how athletes feel like they have to look a certain way in order to like be good at what they're doing and watching my friends talk about their bodies in negative ways it's just it's so sad because you want to tell them like you're perfect the way you are (laughs) but when you're in that mindset there's like really nothing that anybody else can say to help you so that's why I think like the sport itself needs to change in order to fix these issues yeah do you think it has anything to do with I don't do you call them coaches and dancing is it instructors or um teachers and teachers okay yeah. <laughs> yeah do you think it comes from any pressure from them or do you think it's more of like a peer 
based pressure? I think it's definitely both, but I think that the problem starts with the instructors or the coaches um, of any particular sport because they are the ones that you're looking to for approval and they're the ones like setting the rules. Um, And so if your coach or instructor like tells you you need to lose a few in order to Mm -hmm. like you know, do whatever, that's where your original fear is going to come from. And then if your teammates are all hearing the same thing, they're going to also be pressuring you and pressuring yeah, themselves. And it probably just builds off of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I heard a story from my friend of a girl in her ballet class. I guess they were just doing bar and their instructor said something along the lines of like, we need to get rid of this jello commercial. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So... It definitely starts with the instructors. Yeah, and I feel like it also just, like, because of the instructors, it really has potential to change, though, because it's probably the environment that they create in the studio mm-hmm. that, like, trickles down to who you talk to and how you speak about your body, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I also do you think about it when it comes to professional dancing and just representation and that and how when you look at professional dancers, it's, it's typically one body shape, so you mm-hmm. think that that's, like the only way to like get there or be good yeah um it has a lot to do with the industry especially in in dance um because it's like such a selective field and if you want to get hired you do have to have this like really specific body type that is almost completely unattainable and like there's no way to get that body type unless you have the genes for it so yeah, it's really difficult and having good representation really matters um, and changing the way that like we think about dance in general matters because if you're looking at ballet as like the starting point for all dance, then there's not much room to work with because there's like one body type, super skinny, long legs, tall, then in each like sect of dance in each different style, then you don't have room for anyone else. But if you're looking at like modern dance or hip hop or African as kind of a starting point, then there's so much more room for different body types. But I think the default is ballet, like so much so that it's difficult to kind of include anything else. Yeah, I mean, I see that as somebody who's not even knowledgeable about dance and somebody says, oh, like I dance and I'm like, oh, ballet. And they're like, no, I do tap or I do modern or something and I'm like I honestly ignorant about it I don't know about the different ty- like styles of dance like my default is just ballet so mm-hmm. that's what I think about yeah I think that's common with a lot of people but there's like there's so many styles of dance um, and each one is so unique and different and especially within like modern modern is like whatever you want yeah. it to be <laughs> um, and I am like I just I believe so heavily that like anybody can dance even if you think like oh I'm not a good dancer just go to a club and you're just like (laughs) you know party it out anyone can dance it doesn't matter what you look like or you know even if you're not like technically good like dancing is just fun so I just think everyone should do it gosh it's so funny because my mom I feel like by like a lot of mothers put their 
two girls and dance with me and my older sister and we lasted maybe a week and like a summer dance camp <laughs> and then the teachers told my mom there she was like my your girls are such fast dancers <laughs> and my mom just took it as kind of like an insult so she put us in a track and I like ran for the next 10 years because <laughs> she was like I was told that I was like a fast dancer or whatever but I was like I very well could have like enjoyed dance but because that instructor like said that I wasn't like automatically talented when I was like six years old that we just gave up as a family on dance yeah um I think that happens to a lot of kids yeah probably (laughs) yeah I think it's funny well as we've like mentioned this is obviously like an issue that needs to be addressed not only with like body image and dance but also just the industry as a whole what it comes to mind when you think about like how to maybe approach the issue I think definitely more representation in the industry is really important um and it's like such an issue i can't even like think of anyone who has like a bigger body type who's like super famous in the dance world right now like everyone is just so like streamlined they all look exactly the same but um like this is different but uh with race in the ballet world that's been an issue um like whitewashing and stuff like that and we've seen like Misty Copeland has a really huge platform and she's been advocating for like people of color in the dance industry and that's something that's becoming a lot more um, normal now and that's awesome and I think basically the same thing needs to happen in these major companies with people of different body types where it just needs it just takes like one person to yeah, like, like challenge the norm yeah. Like, yeah and then everyone kind of is like oh that's probably good and then you know they all follow along yeah I feel like people would like probably don't even question it that much like they go to the nutcracker or something and all they see is just like white men and women just dancing and it's like what you're used to and you don't think of anything different but in reality it's like not only white people can dance <laughs> yeah yeah that's interesting well do you think in general, approaching the issue of like body image in sports is going to be different than approaching it in just like the general public. Uh, yeah, I definitely think it's a little bit different because it's so ingrained in athletes that like they have to look a certain way to achieve their goals. And, and I think that's a little bit different from generally where it's more of just kind of like a pressure to look a certain way because like it's society just kind of like telling you you should look this kind of way but if you don't look that way there isn't long-term consequences for like going to the olympics or something like yeah yeah it's wild i feel like um athletes have this idea that if they don't look a certain way then their life is totally over because they can't do like this one thing that they're so passionate about and so then you get into like eating disorders and hurting yourself in order to achieve a certain body type which obviously happens generally to people who aren't athletes as well um but yeah I think the way that an athlete feels that they look is so ingrained in like who they are as a as a person and as an athlete that they feel like totally worthless if they can't achieve those things that they want to achieve yeah well I saw that kind of in myself as I mentioned that I did running for a long time and I started when I was maybe like third grade something like that basically I was like a child when I started and I ran all the way up until middle school middle school and high school and obviously like your body is going to change 
just like throughout those years. And it was interesting to think about when I was like, well, why was I so much faster when I was like younger? And I was like, well, I literally weighed like 90 pounds. Of course, I was going to be faster. And you have that image in your mind of that's who I used to be. That's who I used to look like. And that was when I was my fastest and like always trying to attain that is just not possible. And I feel like as you were saying, that's kind of like where an issue kind of arises sometimes. Yeah. um, When I was a kid, my like goal was to go to the Olympics for gymnastics. I was never, (laughs) I was never going to get there just because I was not like naturally as talented. Like um, my sister is an amazing gymnast and Mm -hmm. she did gymnastics for like years after I quit, but she like doesn't have this ideal gymnast body type. She's taller than I am. She's like five, seven or something like that, um, which definitely isn't the ideal. Um, but she's like super muscular and everything. And she just kept going for it. And she made it all the way up to uh, level 10 at our gym, which is like the highest level. Oh my level. gosh. Wow. Um, yeah. She's super cool. But yeah, it's just like, it shows you like that there are people who don't have the ideal body type who are going all the way. Like, um, Gabby Douglas went to the Olympics and she's tall and she doesn't have that like super short compact body type that a lot of gymnasts have so yeah it's definitely possible yeah people really do get stuck on the idea of like looking at who they see in the media and trying to base themselves off of that and that's like the only way to attain their goal for sure Well, kind of bringing it, I guess, all back to platform, you mentioned that you kind of want to write maybe an article or like a blog post about body image in sports. Um, What else do you see as far as like bringing this attention to the public? Yeah, definitely platform is a platform, you know, (laughs) to talk about things that you're passionate about. And so I would love to kind of uh, do an article or something about this and uh, do a little bit more research um, into it. And I think, you know, social media is like a really great tool um, to raise awareness. So supporting people who are maybe smaller creators who don't have this ideal like athlete body type and um, growing their platform to talk about issues um, is really helpful. And even talking yourself on uh, your own social media, even if you don't have very many followers about Uh, important issues is definitely really helpful yeah for sure so are you part of arts nc state at all or no uh yeah i'm in the um state dance company which is like basically yeah part of yeah yeah do you ever like bring it up there or is it like kind of just like a common conversation you have with others now that we're like kind of at an age where we've maybe been able to like reflect on our past at all or do you think it's still like sort of a taboo maybe topic to talk about? I haven't had any conversations really with anyone from Arts NC State about this, but I think that that is a really good idea. And um, they've been doing a lot recently, helping people of color get interested in dance and um, being inclusive and stuff like that. And I think that there's like a similar issue with um, body image in dance. So I think that that could be something that they could also focus on. But I've definitely had conversations like this with my friends who have gone through similar things. Um, And yeah, everyone basically feels the same way where they know (laughs) it's not right, but also they can't seem to break away from this mentality. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a big issue that it's like intimidating to even like begin to 
sometimes approach it and be like, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, it feels pretty impossible, but I think that it can be done. Yeah. Well, this has been an exciting conversation to have. I feel like both of us have some experience with this topic, so it's been fun to hear each of you, like each other's perspective on it. Um, Are there any last things you want to mention to any of our listeners today? I think just general message, you know, if you're an athlete or even just if you're not, um, you are awesome and beautiful and uh, you don't need to change to achieve your goals. Yes. Yes. I love that. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in this week and please tune in next week for our next podcast. This is The Platform. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast on The Platform. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and share it with a friend. If you want to follow us on our journey, follow us on our Instagram at platform underscore mag and check out our website at platformmag.net. Tune in for more next week.